with one of my favorite jokes. And it cracks me up, and I can't tell these jokes without cracking myself up, so you've got to forgive me. I'm not a professional comedian, although my children would disagree. No, they strongly agree that I'm not a professional comedian. But this family were having a Christmas party, and so they invited all the people they knew and all the people from church, and they invited their pastor there. And as they're all gathering around, they turned to the pastor to lead the prayer, and he thought it would be a great idea to let little Johnny, little child of the people who throw in the party, say the prayer. So he says, Johnny, I tell you what, today why don't you pray? And Johnny looked at him with big eyes, you can just imagine. He's like, I, I don't know what to say. So then the pastor says this. I'm not going to crack up. Johnny, just pray what you've heard your mother pray. He goes, okay. So they all close their eyes, cold hands. He goes, Dear God, why did I invite all these people? He's like, oh, no, 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 no. He prayed what he heard his mom pray. So as we follow Christ, as we are on this journey that is our life with God, we are linking up. Remember the analogy God gave me? I've told you guys, I brought Lenore up here, and we're holding hands, and then we bring somebody along with us, and then they bring somebody with them. Everybody remember that? We talked about that. So it's not about me being perfect, and I've got it all together, or the next person that I'm holding hands with. None of us have it all together. None of us are perfect. We're just walking that path trying to follow God. We're trying to follow him. Well, the disciples were also in that same scenario. Remember, we talked about how they had been just normal people, doing normal jobs, just the mundane day-to-day, day-to-day-to-day. And here comes Jesus saying, hey, leave what you're doing and come go with me. And all the diversity that was with Jesus. Well, we see that the disciples were with Jesus 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They were never, ever leaving him. They were always with him, sleeping, you know, wherever they were lying. And he would get up and go pray. And so we find in Matthew chapter 6, a time that they asked Jesus for something. They didn't ask Jesus to teach them how to preach. They didn't ask Jesus to teach them how to do spectacular miracles or how to cast out demons or to do any of these things. The only thing recorded that they asked Jesus to teach them was how to pray. So much like little Johnny with the pastor praying what his mama heard him, they wanted Jesus to teach them how to pray. Luke 11, it says, literally, they saw him coming back from finishing praying. They said, teach us, Lord, how to pray. Now, everybody knows the Lord's Prayer, right? I mean, even if you're not saved, even if you've not been in the church, everybody knows the Lord's Prayer. And we're going to look at it, and we're going to read through it. So if you've got your Bible, you can turn to Matthew 6, verse 7 with me. And when you're praying, this is Jesus' talk, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do, for they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. Jesus saying, don't worry about saying it all right. Don't worry about having so much words and expounding so much that you sound really important and you sound really godly and religious. Verse 8, so do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you even ask him. Verse 9, pray then in this way, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, 
Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Now we've all heard that. And it can be like saying the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag. Our Father who art in heaven. How would it be like? It can just be this rote that we just go into this little thing. But Jesus is like, when you pray. Remember, this is a response to the disciples saying, teach us. He says, when you pray, pray this way. But notice in there, he's saying, give us this day our daily bread. So we have an indication in there from Jesus that this is something we're supposed to be praying about daily. Notice also he says, your kingdom come. Father, your kingdom come here in me. Come in this situation. Your will be done. How many of you know God's got a will for what's going on today? Your will be done here on earth just like it is in heaven. Remember we talked about the sinking up, that God's got his will up there, and it's our job to do it down here. And when we're praying this, we're saying, God, just continually let me be on the same page with you. Let it all sink up. But Luke 17, 21 says something really awesome. That the kingdom of God is within you or in your midst of you. So when you say, let your kingdom come, then he says in another place, but the kingdom of God is inside of you. So when we're saying, God, let it come, we're literally saying, let me sync up with you. Colossians 1, 27 says, Christ in you is the hope of glory. So God's got all of his, his marbles resting on us doing what he's called us to do. He's given us the authority on the earth to make a difference. The people that are in your lives, the people that are in my lives, that are needing God. God is not going to show up in their bedroom more than likely and give them the answers. Who's he going to use? He's going to use you. He's going to use me. Because it is Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's Colossians 1, verse 27. And it's interesting that the very next verse is the entire verse that our church is completely modeled after. The whole style of what we do. That's Colossians 1, 28. It says, we proclaim him, admonishing every man and teaching every man with all wisdom so that we may present every man complete in Christ. Of course, man is not just limited to men. It's man and women. But it's just the, the pronoun that's used there. We proclaim him is our Sunday service. Admonishing everyone and teaching them is our small groups that we're going to be starting in January. Plug, plug, plug. So that we may present him complete in Christ. That's when you've been through the discovery and you find out the third step, what is your gifts and what God's called you to do, and then plugging you into doing your gift with the dream teams. Christ in you, the hope of glory, going right into this is why that hope is there. John chapter 17, verse 15, Jesus says, talking again to the disciples, and praying actually to God about them, he says, I'm not asking you, Father, to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe 
from the evil one. We get an, a, a snapshot here where Jesus is actually praying for the disciples, and I believe consequently for us as well. For they do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy or separ- separated apart by your truth. Teach them your word, which is the truth. And just as you sent me into the world, I'm sending them into the world. Isn't that amazing? God is sending us into the world. God says, we are the hope of glory for him. So us, with the glory of God in us going into the world, is the hope that the world has to know him. Just as you sent me, verse 18, I send them. Verse 20, I'm praying not only for these disciples, but also those who will ever believe in me through their message. So Jesus is not saying, well, this is just ending with the disciples because they were the guys that hang out with me and we're, you know, they're my pals and we just are posse and we just hang out all the time. And, you know, when they die, it's over. Okay. He's not saying that this is just for now. All these other people. He says, not just for now, Father, but also those who will ever believe in me. Verse 21. That's where we're going. And I pray that they will all be one, just as you, Father, and I, Jesus, are one. As you are in me, Father, and I in you, may they be in us so the world will believe you sent me. Now, that's a mouthful. Let's break that down just a little bit. Jesus saying, Father, God the Father up in heaven, Jesus on the earth, You and I are in sync. We got it going on. I only do what I see you do. And you sent me down here because you so love the world. We've got it going on. We're, we're, We're just hitting on all cylinders. We got it going here. But just as you and I are one, you and me, me and you, let them, let you and I be just like Jesus. So that the world will believe. See, because God's all about people. Someone asked me this week, so how's the church going? Are you guys full of people? You're like overflowing? And I'm like, not yet. (laughs) Not yet. But it's not what's important. People are what's important. Our focus is on people. So that the world will believe you sent me. Verse 23. Jesus says, I want to be in them as you are in me. And may they experience such a perfect or complete unity that the world will know that you sent me and you love them as much as you love me. You see, when the disciples asked Jesus to teach them to pray, Jesus taught them to inquire of the Father daily for his kingdom to be synced here for his kingdom to come and since it's within us the hope of glory the kingdom of god is within you the daily prayer that god has is lord if you want to sum it down to this let your will reign in me today that means every place that i turn and i walk let that be the place that you have ordained for me to walk. Every door that I open, let that be the door you've ordained for me to open. 
when we were still in Florida and we were ministering at the um, Spanish church, we had a, a young lady that was a part of the encounters that we were doing. Her family was providing the catering. And we saw her once or twice a month, you know, when we were doing our things. And I hadn't seen her for a while. And Lenore and I were going as a day off, and we were together. We are going to go to the mall. And just everything was fighting against us. We, we were at odds. We were upset with each other. Just We couldn't get it all together. It was just it was frustrating. And we finally got to the mall, and we're walking up to the mall. And just that, <clears throat> I'm probably sure you guys have never, ever been that way. You've never been frustrated like this. But for me and for my wife, I'll speak for her, we were really frustrated that day. And I'm telling you, literally, as I opened the door, there was somebody walking out. Have you ever been that way? And they're reaching to push it. So the gentleman that's in me, I opened the door for this person. I couldn't see who it was because it's bright outside. It was that girl. And she, as I opened the door, I don't know who it is. I just see there's somebody there. I back it up and open it up. She comes out the door and she just sees Lenore and I. And she just falls into my arms into my shoulders and like start crying, bawling, you know, just crying uncontrollably. So much so that it was almost weird, like, what just happened here? Who is this? I mean, you could not have orchestrated this better for me to open the door and she's walking right there that second. She went on to tell us that her baby had just died, her newborn. And she didn't know how to get in touch with us, and she didn't know what to do, and she was at the end of her rope. See, God orchestrated, allowed all those things to happen so that when we got there, it's a pretty big mall. We'd been there two minutes later, two minutes earlier, we'd have missed her. We ended up being the only pastors at this funeral that knew her. We're able to minister. We are able to be the hope of glory in her life. Bow your heads, please. Father God, it's so exciting for me as you were giving me this message this week. That you are the hope within us, but not for us alone, but for the world. Just as everyone knows, for God so loved the world, you gave. You also gave the hope of the world inside of us. That we would step outside of our four by five world. Our every day going to work, coming home, repeating the next day. We'd step outside of our comfort zone to be the hope of glory for somebody else. Lord, I pray right now for all the prayer requests that we have this week. Father God, even all the connection cards that we're going to collect in just a moment. Father, I pray for all the situations that I know of this week. For my friend who was killed in a car crash and her four-year-old daughter and her family and her friends, many of whom are sitting there questioning, why did this happen? Father God, there's a hurting world. And you've called us to be the hope of glory. Not because we're so great, not because we have it all together, 
because we trust in you. So today, it may be where you're sitting or whether you're listening to this, you may be realizing that to be in Christ, you don't know what that means. So how can you expect God to be doing something for you when you're not even a part of him? which requires you to surrender your life. Maybe it's for the first time, or maybe it's renewing where you once were. If that's you today, listening to us, sitting in this room with us, just pray the simple prayer. Father God, I acknowledge that you have sent your son. And I don't have to pay for my own sins but Jesus paid for them for me. I accept Jesus as my Savior and I surrender my life to Him. Help me to understand and lead me in the way you want me to go. In Jesus' name we pray.